Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Joyous Foundation's Mental Health at School podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Veer, and today we have a very special guest with us, the inspiring Maya Mathkur, a true beacon of positivity, well-being, and a professional speaker at Maya Talks Motivation. Maya is an international keynote speaker renowned for her impactful talks on motivation and personal growth, and she's also an assistant professor and entrepreneur and an expert on motivating people. Maya, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the gracious introduction. For sure. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so just going off of that, can you share from your side a quick story of your background and journey till now? Just give our listeners a bit more of an introduction. Sure, absolutely. So my name is Maya Matkor, and I have been on this sort of long journey of rediscovering self and finding out that you know, my purpose is to motivate and inspire. And I do that now through talks, through podcasting, through writing. Um, and I hope to be able to do that for the rest of my life because it's just an absolute joy and pleasure. Great, great. That sounds that sounds amazing. And thank you so much for doing that as well. So uh, let's jump right into the questions and let's learn more about motivation and go from there. So could you tell us a bit about what is motivation and why is it important? And what are the different types and components of motivation? Sure. So just to begin, um, motivation is this huge, vast, gargantuan, gigantic topic, right? We try to make sense of it by distilling it down to its basics. Um, so in a nutshell, motivation is the desire to get things done. It's how you get things done. It's how you get moving, how you get going. Um, and just like bathing, as Zig Ziglar said, it needs to be, that intention needs to be renewed on a daily basis. Motivation comes in various different shapes, forms, and sizes. Um, it's not a one size fits all. We need to all sort of figure out our own formula for it, but it, uh, it has various different kinds. Um, so there's one way to look at it is there's intrinsic motivation, which is motivation from within. It's when you discover your grand why, it's where you, it's when you discover your purpose, it's when you discover sort of your calling, why you were sent here, et cetera, et cetera. And once you discover that, and once you have a vision that goes with that, you become absolutely unstoppable. And then there's extrinsic motivation, um, which is being motivated by external factors like fame, like fortune, like money, like recognition, like praise. Um, that also comes in handy. A lot of research tends to suggest that you kind of, that it's better to be intrinsically motivated and that, you know, if extrinsic motivation is somehow shallow. I would beg to differ. I think that having a healthy mix of both is, is critical. Having a healthy mix of both makes you really powerful. Having a healthy mix of both, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third kind of motivation, which kind of blew my mind when I uh, discovered it is family motivation. Family motivation is really in our wiring as human beings. It's sort of how we were created and this is, um, it's built into us as human beings and that's how our species has been able to survive for thousands of years. And it's the motivation um, on the part of males and females to provide for their family, right? It's like a mom's job is to nurture and take care of the family and provide. And the, obviously the father's job is to provide and protect and nurture as well. So family motivation is the third unique type of motivation that uh, really sort of uh, hinges on the uh, idea that we're wired to provide for our families and our loved ones. That's great. And then, um... With regard to that, 
what are the different like components and how do we figure that out in ourselves? Like what are the steps that one can take to build their motivation with regard to any task? That's a great question, Ryan. So um, one of my favorite theories on motivation is uh, self-determination theory, and that's what I essentially focused on in my master's. So self-determination theory is just one of the theories that covers motivation, and the components therein are really, really interesting, and they're known as the components of that type of motivation theory are known as the basic psychological needs. Um, it's the basic psychological needs theory, which basically argues that the components that I'm about to share with you right now are, you know, required by human beings across the board, irrespective of race, irrespective of gender, irrespective of age, irrespective of geographic location. We are all wired to actually really need those three needs that I'm about to share. That's why they're known as the basic needs. So to be fully motivated and to rekindle the fire within and to accomplish your goals and to excel as a student and to maintain a, 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 you know, a degree of mental health, you need those three things. You need autonomy. Autonomy is basically, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? It sounds like freedom. It's the need, it's the innate need and desire that we're all born with to feel free, to feel unencumbered, to not take orders uh, from anybody, to you know, heed the call within, listen to our own voice and to have a degree of freedom in our life. So that's one of, that's the first basic uh, need. Mm -hmm. The second basic need is, um, is competence. And that's basically, it's how we feel when you get a good grade, Ryan, right? It's like, oh my God, I aced my test. I did a really good job on this assignment. And you know, my, my teacher was so proud of me. My parents are really proud of me. So competence is innate, again, desire that we all have as students, as professionals, as people to feel like we're good at what we do. That's why competence is always feels good, right? And then relatedness is the third and final component of the basic psychological needs theory. And that is basically refers to our relationships. Relatedness is all about relationships. It's based on this basic idea that human beings are social creatures. We crave that human connection. We crave the feeling that, you know, we're in touch with one another. We seek social support. Um, you know, like there's this beautiful quote that goes, show me a friend and I'll show you your future. We are heavily, heavily impacted by the people that we spend, you know, the majority of our time with. So we need to choose those wisely. And it's so relatedness is it refers to the basic desire to have a have a community that supports you, have a tribe that supports you, like be with family, be with friends. That's that's essentially what it's about. Yeah, I think a lot of us can kind of understand these, but it's a bit hard to put it into words some of the times, but that's really great that we can name these three things, um, autonomy, competence, and relatedness, and really see how we can affect those in our own lives and see how it's there now and how we can build it for the future as well. So here on this podcast, we like to talk a lot about well-being and wellness. So could you tell us a bit about how motivation affects well-being? It's a great question. Um, motivation, in my humble opinion, because I'm a huge proponent of motivation. Like I said during the conference, I want to change my last name to motivation. <laughs> um, it kind of is. So motivation is, in my humble opinion, intricately uh, related to well-being. Just think about it for think about it, you know, for a minute. Look back at different various different phases of your life, and you'll find that. During the phases where you were motivated, where you were on task, where you were getting things done, where you were crushing your deliverables, 
you're a lot happier. You may be a little bit more tired. You may like crash, you know, when it's bedtime, whatever, but deep down you are intrinsically satisfied because you know that you're accomplishing something. And that's again, refers to the basic need of competence, right? You feel competent, you feel empowered, you feel in charge, you feel good, you feel great. So motivation for sure um, is intricately, uh, intricately connected to our well-being. Um, we are, you know, we're wired to want to do things. Um, you know, I often ponder this, that ever since, you know, cavemen, you know, we've always wanted to leave our indelible, unquestionable, enduring mark on the world. They did it, you know, through like, you know, writing on caves or whatever, and then through the pharaohs, my people, and then up until the modern age where we want to be remembered somehow, right? So leave a legacy, produce, do, act, be. Um, so that again, in my humble opinion, how motivation relates to well-being, because when you are motivated, you accomplish more. When you accomplish more, you feel better. Amazing, yeah, definitely. I think it has a big role to do with happiness. Um, but let's talk a bit more about exact ways to improve motivation. So I think one of the big components of motivation is setting goals for yourself. And we learn about this in school, also different types of goals, like smart goals, etc. Could you tell us exactly how we can set goals to improve motivation? Absolutely. So yes, I would for sure start by uh, setting smart goals. Um, it's sort of common knowledge now that we need to have smart goals. They need to be specific and measurable. And you know, you know, we need to be able to quantifiable and they need to be time specific or time based. And, you know, there needs to be a way for you to keep track of those. But I think for you and for for people, you as the general you, um, for people to be able to deliver on those goals and to set goals and to actually achieve those goals i think they need to take a couple steps back and i honestly think that it has nothing to do with age you can discover your purpose at 18 you can discover your my mom knew what she wanted to do for a living at nine so oh, she's like i'm gonna be a journalist and she knew it she didn't she didn't even know what the word journalist meant but she said it and she meant it and she became one a really successful one mm -hmm. so to accomplish our goals and to crush our goals at any age we need to we need to take a couple steps back and focus on the vision first focus on the why first focus on why do I, why do i want to do what i want to do why do i want to ace this test why do i want to why do i want to do a great job on this project and then oh it's because i want to become an engineer oh it's because i want to become a physician oh it's because i want to become a nurse oh it's because i want to become an entrepreneur so if you take a couple steps back and really try to go within and do the soul searching and the self reflection and the journaling to come up, muster a vision for yourself, a short-term, a medium-term, and a long-term vision, and you're able to achieve that successfully, then work backwards. Be like, oh, okay, so if I want to be a physician, that means I need to ace, you know, math and science, whatever, right? Very <laughs> interesting example. And then how can I ace math and science? Oh, I need to study harder. Oh, I need to allocate two hours a day for this, two hours a day for that. And then you start crushing your goals uh, incrementally. Another another piece of advice that I usually uh, recommend is to really, really understand the importance of prioritizing. We have a finite amount of time and a finite amount of energy. And if we spread ourselves too thin, we may end up getting frustrated and lose out on motivation. So prioritizing is key. Just be like, okay, I'm going to focus on these three things today. And no matter what, I'm going to get them done. And if for whatever reason you're able to only accomplish two, no problem. I'll you know I'll finish the third thing first thing tomorrow morning, and you keep going and you maintain that momentum. 
and that momentum keeps you going to where you're able to accomplish more and more things. So that's uh, that would be uh, my second piece of advice. My third piece of advice, and that is critical, and again applies to all of us, is time blocking. We live in the age of dramatic distraction, digital distraction. We're getting stimuli from all over the place. Um, so one really powerful way to get things done is to switch off notifications on your phone, go on airplane mode, just, you know, you know, close the door and just get stuff done. And that can be a really powerful way to actually accomplish your goals without getting distracted and without getting thrown off track with every single notification that you get. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and I think goals are really important, like I said, and it's definitely the first step to improving motivation in one's life. That's great. So let's talk a bit more specifically about one issue I think really is big within students, procrastination. It's one mm -hmm. thing that's often talked about almost as if it's just a feature rather than a bug. And people just treat it as a given, as if it's something that we shouldn't address. Instead, we joke about it sometimes. But how can we address that issue when it ties to motivation? And how can people be motivated to complete work, not just on time, but before time? Okay, yeah, I love that question. I'm going to answer it sort of reverse. I'm going to answer the second question first because I would always do that. Like, you know, when I was back when I was an undergrad or even as a graduate student, I would relish the fact that I would always turn in my papers like weeks before the deadline. And what I want to share is you have no idea how incredible it feels to submit that piece of research weeks before the deadline. It feels like you've conquered Mount Everest. It feels incredible. And yeah. just getting yeah. a glimpse. I know, right? You probably know the feeling, right? Right. Yeah. Getting a glimpse of that feeling and feeling that feeling that rush, you're like, I'm never ever gonna, you know, go past my deadline. Obviously, there's things that are out of our control and things may go wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But with proper planning and with the awareness that, hey, I'm gonna get this done anyway, I'm gonna have to, you know, study hard anyway, I'm gonna have to write this piece of research anyway. Why not do it ahead of time when stress is not even a factor, right? So speaking of procrastination, um, some people like working under stress but i think that it's unnecessary you know like even if people are used to working under stress or under pressure it's it's unhealthy it takes its toll on on our bodies and it's it's just yeah. unnecessary stress so why not avoid it my one remedy for procrastination and how to find the motivation to get stuff done ahead of time and to get it done right not just ahead of time is to break it down into smaller tasks, right? When I was getting my second master's, I was speaking with one of our lecturers, genius lady. She's like, how do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant one bite at a time. How do you conquer your Everest? You conquer your Everest one small step at a time. I think many of us, and again, this applies to students, applies to professionals, applies to people across the board, across regions and time spans is that we are daunted by how much work we think we need to do and that stops us from taking action. It's almost like a form of paralysis, right? And yeah. we've all been there, we've all experienced it. Yeah, whatever, I'll Netflix tonight and do it tomorrow. I'll hang out with my friends and do it tomorrow. But first of all, that's not satisfying. There's a level of guilt that we feel and it's not necessarily super relaxing when I know that there's a deadline looming. So, mm -hmm. Another really, really good piece of advice that was shared with me when I was getting uh, my second master's is 
if you have a 10,000 piece of research paper that you need to write or a 2,000 you know, word res you know, research paper that you have to write, just start writing for 10 minutes. Be like, you know what, tonight I'm going to work for 10 minutes. I'm going to start writing for 10 minutes. I'll write a 250 word paragraph and I'll be okay with it. Trust me, the second you start writing, you're going to lose track of time and you're going to mm. get it done. It's absolutely incredible when we break things down into bite-sized pieces and we start actually pursuing them and, you know, just sitting down at my desk and start, you know, start typing. It's something really interesting happens. That's, so that's my advice for that. Yeah. That, that paralysis on looking at a big task is definitely real. And uh, I've seen it too, that if you just simplify the task, break it down, that can really go a long way. And it's also really important because I think procrastination has big effects, even the surface level that like you're getting less sleep because you're staying up late. But right. in the long term as well, I think it affects your well-being more generally. So if we talk about more general advice can be related to motivation or not, what is your general advice to today's youth, teens, and students? Um, I think that, and this always strikes me, Ryan, and I've seen it again um, everywhere now. And it's, I don't know if it's natural or healthy, but put down your phones. <laughs> what yeah. I'm going to say. It's unbelievable. It's like everywhere I go now, people are like, even when they're driving, I mean, yeah. I see that here, obviously, but I, I don't know. I don't have, I don't recall seeing it in the U.S. when people are driving and they're on their phones. But put down your phones every once in a while. You know, take a look at the world. You know, go out in nature, hang out with your loved ones, spend time with your friends, spend time with your family, spend time with the elderly. Just live life. I know it sounds very generic and very, you know, not thought provoking, very basic, but that is my advice is to how are, so first of all i think that our subconscious and our you know we're always trying to communicate like how are you going to get intuition how are you going to hone in on your gut feeling how are you going to start getting sort of guided if you're always on your phone it's just there's so much going on mentally and we would rather be on our phones all day and all night than actually like take a couple moments off and just, you know, relax, watch a movie, yeah. meditate, pray, you know, like, I think it's really, really powerful to switch off every once in a while, like switch off your devices every once in a while and just mm -hmm. relax. And you never know, you may get like a, an incredible idea. You may get a eureka moment. You may experience a cathartic moment because some incredible things happen when we're bored, when we're bored we you get insights like so i was on a call earlier today and with this really sort of smart individual and he's like how did you end up doing talk end up getting into the speaking industry etc cetera, etc cetera. and it happened like one very random day i was going out for a walk you know there was nothing going on i didn't have my phone on me and I, this idea just hit me it almost i got like this spark and how are we going to get those sparks if we're always overly stimulated on our phones and on our social media and so yeah, <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice, uh, and I really I try to do that in my own life too. Just go for a walk every once in a while, and and just try to clear my head and uh, just get more attuned to what's going on and all that. And I think that's definitely very, very specifically 
applicable to what's going on nowadays with, with teams. So one fun question I like to ask is, is there like a person could be famous or not, or maybe a book or something like that, that motivates you, that inspires you? So I'd love to know while you're inspiring us, who inspires you? Thanks, Ryan. So I would say that I try to look for inspiration everywhere. Um, I look for it in nature. I look for it in books. I look for it in talks and speeches. Um, I have, I, I'd like to think of myself as a sponge soaking up all sorts of different types of inspiration. So my favorite writer, you know, apart from my mom, who's a best-selling author is Isabel Allende. She's, uh, you know, a Chilean American writer. She writes fiction, but she's by far like my absolute favorite writer. Um, she wrote a book called House of the Spirits and Ripper and other really, you know, really good uh, pieces of prose. Um, anybody and everybody in the self-improvement sphere is, I just, I follow avidly, uh, Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma, you know, and I also like to involve a Dr. Joe Dispenza. I also like to uh, incorporate the juxtaposition of motivation and well-being um mm -hmm. neuroscience and just married because uh, the people that inspire me um i just you know i love the secret you know the documentary has been a complete game changer for me um and podcasters like lewis house and others um just people that are genuine truthful and that have a really sort of important message to share with the world those are the people that inspire me um and i just yeah. want to remind everybody that inspiration is everywhere but again when we put down our phones and we're more attuned to our environment and our surroundings we can soak up all this incredible information that's that's all around us um yeah that's that's pretty much it those are great insights that you shared today definitely um very specific and applicable to our generation and some actionable things as well that we can all work on um so yeah. Yeah, before we end, I'd like to restate that while our podcast provides valuable information, we are not certified medical professionals and everything expressed in our podcast are our views and the personal views of our guests and should not be taken as medical advice. Our podcast serves as a platform for conversational and education and support and should not be substituted for professional medical guidance. So thank you all for joining us on this episode. Maya, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for sharing your insights and motivations. That was an amazing and enlightening conversation about motivation and well-being in general. Yeah, so don't forget to follow our podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Platforms. It was an absolute pleasure being here. I appreciate you reaching out and you know coordinating all of this. I really, really... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Don't forget to follow our podcast on all platforms to ensure you never miss an episode. Connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter to get updates. And please do share so more people can benefit. Thank you so much, Maya. And until next time.